What's good, everybody? It's your man, The Voice. I got Tristar Sports on WWE correspondent, host, and the visionary of The Outsider's Edge, Mr. Damien Say, a.k.a. Damo. What's good, Damo? Yo, what's going on, my man? Oh, man. Uh, coming along, coming along. Uh, I've been trying to have this conversation with you for a little minute, and you were a bit uh, reluctant at first. Share with the people why uh, your your reluctancy and what what has caused you to uh, to change your tune. Well, the first thing is, um, I, and I'm I'm pretty consistent with anything is when you hear the hype about something, I just I take it as hype until I actually see some type of evidence that it's more than just hype. It's actually something that could happen. So, like, you know, I, I, I go through social media. I go through Instagram. I follow a lot of wrestling pages. They post stories about stuff that's rumored to happen. And I kind of keep my, my eyes and ears out for it. But um, as far as – so I was the same way with Ronda Rousey. Um, they've been talking about her coming to WWE literally for years now so i was kind of like yeah and it started with wrestlemania uh like three years ago Mm -hmm. uh, when she made an appearance with the rock and they faced off against stephanie mcmahon and triple h right like oh ronda's coming to wwe and like nothing happened after that for a long time and i was like okay well if it happens i i was like i don't know i don't see anything else i was like you know that was a nice little moment to remember WrestleMania by, but I was like, as far as her coming over, then some time went by. Then I started hearing about her making appearances at, at events and at, at stuff like behind the scenes and whatnot. And, um, and from what I was hearing from that, uh, people were saying that wasn't going over well. She really wasn't being received real well by the fans per se, mm. as far as like the interactions they were trying to, I don't know. They was, it seemed like they were trying to build a buzz around it and people weren't going for it. Okay. So, like, I think they're putting their feelers out for it to see what will happen or see how people take it. And if it's good, then we'll bring her on. If it's not, then we'll just say, oh, you know, we were just kind of teasing. So gotcha. I was just kind of waiting. And then finally you come around to now. Um, I was like, okay, so this seems like it's official. Um, but now if she's official, now it goes to the point of I want to see what you actually do. Like, okay, you haven't done anything. Like, you know, yeah, you you hip toss Triple H. You know, whoop you do. Like, <laughs> it was one move. <laughs> so, um, and it was three years ago. Like, it's not like it happened even some months ago. This is three years ago. So, mm-hmm. like, I'm not gonna get all hyped up over again. Like WrestleMania 31 happened yesterday. So I was just kind of like, oh, let me see what happens, and. So I was just kind of, I just wanted to kind of see what was what before I was kind of like, eh, I don't really know what I think about it yet because I haven't seen anything to really kind of form an opinion about it. But now that we've actually had some stuff happen and I've kind of seen some stuff, then I'm kind of like, okay, this looks like it could be interesting. Okay. All right. Fair enough. And uh, I did not set things up properly 
everyone. Uh, we are talking about one of the most iconic people in the history of MMA, which is Ronda Rousey. And what a lot of people don't know is that her um, her nickname, her fighting nickname is Rowdy Ronda Rousey. Well, she got that nickname from Roddy uh, Roddy Roddy Piper. And when I say got it from him, like she went and asked him yeah. for permission to use that nickname. Uh, they both trained with uh, Judo Jean LaBelle and uh, she was able to develop a relationship with him that way and got permission to use it. So when you see her t-shirts and things, if it, you know, it's looking like Roddy Piper's, that's the reason why it's looking that way is because of the, the tip of the hat and the relationship uh, that they had. I, I, I'm, I really am glad to speak with you about this because when it was rumored from a MMA standpoint, it was really big because like I said, Rhonda has revolutionized the sport. She yeah. is the reason why women are fighting in the UFC. Now, before that Dana White is on record saying we will never have women in the UFC. And yeah. now the women are just as big and influential as the men are, you know, yeah. like last week going to see uh, a fight and, who's on the top of the card, but Cyborg. And Cyborg was fighting long before Ronda. Uh, but, <laughs> and actually, you know, salute to Cyborg. She's starting to get the love that she needs or that she should have been getting from the UFC from Jump. But anyone who's been following MMA for a while knows that Cyborg is that deal. She really stamped her mark when she took out Ronda's, um, Ronda's idol in MMA, which is Gina Carano. Gina crushed Karana. Uh, but yeah, when she took her out, she she took she just took her out altogether. After that fight, uh Gina Karana didn't fight anymore at all. Uh, you know, but it was a big thing because it's like, okay, if she leaves, then what happens uh on this end? Now, Rhonda from a UFC perspective, or I should say from an MMA perspective, she I, I, it's interesting you were saying about her being received because that that's really what I wanted to ask you about and, and get your thoughts on because for the hardcore MMA fans, I mean the hardcores, mm -hmm. we're not feeling Ronda because <laughs> Ronda after getting her head taken off by Holly Holm <laughs> She started acting off. Well, let me not say she started acting off funny because she was funny acting before then. But she became much more funny acting with the fans. Like she wasn't saying anything. Like you got all this stuff to say. You on all these talk shows. You talking all this smack about mm. people and how you you know you're the greatest. You'll never be beat. You're this. You're that. And then the minute you lose, you go on media silence. It's like what the what's what's going on with that? What's up with that? <laughs> She, she, to, to me, she's the she became the personification of the uh, the old Mike Tyson saying, "Everybody has a plan until they get punched in the face." Right, <laughs> right. And that's what I kind of feel like happened with her. I think, I think she, I think she was riding the wave a little too much, and she didn't. 
I think she I think she probably got to the point where she thought she was invincible. Yeah, she did. And and then it's like when it all came crashing down, it crashed down real hard because I don't think she had a realistic concept of losing. Right. And I agree with you. She did not. She definitely started reading her own news clippings and it didn't help that she didn't have a true coach for MMA. She had this Edmund Tarverdian cat and he's a boxer and he's mm-hmm. not had success with anyone in MMA with the exception of Ronda. So I don't, <laughs> I, you can't even give him that credit because it was more so just on the, based on the talent and the abilities that Ronda had that she was able uh, to come to the level of success that she did. You know, it was, oh, no, 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 I helped her with her hands, and she knocked out uh, uh, Betsy Cohea. Okay, all right, I, I give you that. I give you that, but Betsy Cohea has not had a significant fight since then, and really, the people that she beat in order to get to Ronda don't have an MMA career anymore either, and yeah. were questionable at the time that they were fighting. They just come in off the uh, the um, the 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 Ultimate Fighter, you know, so it's not like they were these wonderful, wonderful people, with the exception of Shayna Baszler. Shayna Baszler's been doing her thing for a while, but she's long in the tooth, and at the point of meeting up with Bitch, you know, time had caught up with it. You know, she she wasn't the same fighter that she was back in the day. But, yeah, I mean, you know, so, okay, you knocked out uh, Bitch, go ahead, great. Um, again, she hasn't had a significant fight since then. So okay, that you know he did that, but outside of that, yeah, she she thought her boxing was good enough to get in there with a world class boxer like Holly Holm, and she got embarrassed. And and again, right with reading right. your own papers and things of that nature, the thing for real for for hardcore is that okay, after that you didn't say anything. You walking through the uh, through LAX with a towel over your head. You like don't see me, don't talk to me, don't do anything. Right. But when it came time for the fight with Nunez, she was still on media silence. And not mm-hmm. just media silence, specifically MMA media silence. It's like, dude, this is where we get our information from. You know, right. we're, we're not reading ESPN, not for that. You know, we're, we're not looking through those things for MMA. You know, we're going to MMA fighting, MMA junkie, sheer dog. Uh, you know, places like that bloody elbow. That That's where we're going to get our information. And you're not talking to anybody who can talk to us. Right. You know, uh, but her, fortunately for her, her appeal goes far beyond the MMA scope. You know, but for MMA, for true MMA people, it's like, man. But even on that end, <clears throat> I was listening to a podcast the other day with John Morgan of MMA Junkie and Brett Akamoto of ESPN. And they were talking about how long do we continue to cover Ronda Rousey? It was like from a website administrator aspect, as long as you all keep clicking, we're going to keep covering her. (laughs) And they're still getting the clicks, which is understandable. Like I said, she's so iconic. Her, Brock, John Jones, Conor McGregor, you put anything out on them People are clicking. They want to see. They want to know because of their icon status. Um, you you start warming up to her. What kinds of things is she doing that's making you warm up to her from a uh, WWE perspective? 
Well, my like I said, I've been waiting to see her do something. So at first, it was she did the uh, she did the uh, appearance at the pay per view. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, the, was, the pointing to the sign. Yeah, I was surprised that she was there. So th- that had a little bit of shock factor. Mm-hmm. But overall, I thought that was like a very underwhelming promo. I thought that was very underwhelming. I was kind of like, okay, she came out. She didn't even say anything. Mm-hmm. She tried to shake Oscar's hand. And she didn't, Oscar wouldn't shake her hand. So then she points at the sign saying, I want to go to WrestleMania. And it's like, see, to for me, as a wrestling fan, for you to do a promo like that without saying a word, you may you're iconic as an MMA fighter. You're not iconic in the WWE. So to do something like that to me, kind of the unwritten rule is you got to be somebody who's got major weight in the game, like Undertaker. Undertaker could come out to the ring, do a promo without saying a word and pointing stuff mm-hmm. to me because he's that big mm-hmm. and he's got that cachet. Ronda Rousey coming in off the jump and not saying nothing was kind of like. Okay, what's about the out? So from that point, I I was like, I need Rhonda to put her hands on somebody. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's what I'm waiting for. I need her to put her hands on somebody. Okay, well, let let, let me ask this question though, especially based on what I just said about her media silence from the MMA perspective, and she may not have been directly responsible. For things are, are directly active in wrestling, but a lot of people attribute the rise of women wrestling as a direct correlation to Ronda's rise in the UFC. You know, she was coming up and, and making a name for herself and saying, I'm going to beat this person, I'm going to do this, it's not going to make it out the first round. Then the the on the wrestling end, the women were more than just eye ca- candy. You know, they actually start... Right wrestling so and i'm getting into a couple different things here so but number one the whole not talking piece from a mma perspective it's like okay that's just ronda uh bringing into the wwe world what she's been doing um in the in the real world by not really saying anything um right but okay so that i mean that's one part but with the information I just shared about her and, and the rise of women's wrestling, d- would that make it easier for her to pull off a, hey, I'm not saying anything kind of deal? Any, I mean, I know you're a purist. I mean, I mean, I, I get that, but I still feel, I still feel like to a degree, you've got to, you've got to earn your stripes. Mm-hmm. And right now she's coming in She's coming in off her namesake. So, so it's like, yeah, I don't know. Like, yeah, everybody knows who you are because you're, you know, you're this big MMA fighter, you're a celebrity, so on and so forth. But now you're, you're, you're stepping in on our turf. Mm-hmm. And it, it's a little bit, it's a little bit different. Like, I felt like she needed to, uh, again, with the whole not talking thing, like, I feel like that works in MMA because she has that cachet over there. And I feel like over here, she needs to build up to that because like not even just Undertaker, like um, 
going way back to one of my favorite guys uh, when Sting left. Woo! And he came back. Man. The whole not talking thing. Yes. Yes. Sting. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? It was Sting. It wasn't just somebody who's been famous doing a whole bunch of other stuff somewhere else. This was the Stinger, you know, the bright colors and the you know, the bright blonde hair and the paint, face paint and all that stuff and the screaming and yelling in the ring and stuff like that that I grew up on. And he's like, hey, I don't like the way stuff is going, so I'm changing up. And he comes out in the all black with the white face paint, not saying anything, hitting dudes with bats. Yes. It was like, yeah, I like this. <laughs> you know, so. Okay, well, like, let, let me ask this question, though, from, from a different perspective, because. Rhonda has done some movies and things of that nature, and it looked as if that was the way that she was going as far as her career was concerned. Like, there's a movie, and it still hasn't been, um, I don't know what's going on with it, but there was, she was cast as the lead in the Roadhouse remake. Like, mm-hmm. she was playing, um, oh man, I forget the guy's name, but uh, she was playing him his role in the movie Roadhouse, I, nobody knows what's oh. going on with that. Um, as a matter of fact, I, there was another movie uh, that was made by some big action producer and director that she was cast in. They changed her role and is recasting it. So a part of at least knowing that kind of stuff and knowing the ability to act as being one of the or as being equally as important as your entering ability I could see them bringing her along and not having her say much because she may <laughs> lack those mic skills now as far as talking she, in general she definitely does so far oh, okay <laughs> definitely does. yeah because I was going to ask you that because when I heard I was like okay she didn't sound that bad but then again I haven't watched wrestling uh, since the Monday night uh, wars the, days, the the first, well, the I say the second promo she did where she actually was talking wasn't too bad. Okay, um, and that yeah, that's what the, I was thinking about. The yeah. the, the last one she did was kind of like, yeah, just shut up and fight. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah, it was kind of like, and eh, like now she's not. Is is that is this the one that she called out Stephanie? Uh, yeah, this is the one where she, oh. uh, where she, she put her hands on Stephanie. And again, when I saw her doing something physical, that kind of, that kind of intrigued me more than her, her talking or doing anything other than that. Like, I feel like that, I feel like that part, she kind of needs that because that's her, to me, that's her angle is that she's a very phys- physically dominant athlete. Mm-hmm. So I feel like if she plays that way, it plays that angle. I feel like that works for her, kind of like with uh, with Brock. Brock right. Not, Brock's not horrible, completely horrible on the mic, but it's like you really don't want to hear Brock talk because he has Paul Heyman. But but Brock is very. I mean, just him in the ring alone is like all you need because he's so dominant. In the mm-hmm. ring. So it's like when Brock comes. Okay, if it's gonna be talking, okay, we want to hear Paul Heyman. But if it's not gonna be any talking, yeah, we want to see Brock send somebody to Suplex City in a heartbeat. <laughs> All right, well, let let me ask this question then, because it, I've heard bandied about, uh, you know, even in the MMA world, you know, looking at her and, and doing different things. Because uh, regardless of what MMA fans want to say, and specifically the media, we know 
that much of the fan base is built on wrestling on wrestling fans now that the sport has gone and developed because it was like this is wrestling but it's real you know it's not Mm. scripted oh my goodness and that's what turned a lot of people on to mma and i think we've gotten a bit snobby it's like well no this is real this is not the fake wrestling (laughs) you know whatever but still let's be real they you know they, they come from the same place right now Yes, does she pro- does she need someone talking for her? Yes, because if it's not real, now if it was something that was real, oh, Rhonda can talk and she can talk very well. She can really get into stuff. All you have to do is look at her and Misha Tate on that season of The Ultimate Fighter. For me, that's what really turned me against Rhonda. I was like, are you a brat? And you're a bully. <laughs> this, this girl ain't doing nothing but talking. You know, you acting all stupid, walking around like something is, is uh, stuck in your backside. I mean, what is wrong with you? <laughs> Just every little thing, you you know, and she didn't like, like, well, I didn't like how it's portrayed because it was the truth. You mm. little brat. You, ugh, I don't like it. But anyway, <laughs> um, I, like I said, if it's something where she's where she's really upset, now, granted, she probably can't do that that well in the uh, in the WWE realm because she can't just tell she can't say the things that she wants to say because you're on TV. So that's not going to fly well. Plus, wrestling still appeals to a lot of children and you don't want to expose them to that, uh, you know, but she knows how to go back and forth when she's upset. But outside of being upset at someone. Yeah, her her skills uh, on the mic, I guess. Well, no, she interviews and stuff, but if it's not real, if it's scripted, she sucks at it. Yeah, yeah, I'm strictly talking the scripted stuff. Yeah, well, well, like a a genuine interview, she probably right. Like as far as like the the setup for a scene, um, like I don't know if you had a chance to listen to uh, Debate Field this morning, but they, uh, I did. Jeremiah Jeremiah mentioned it when he talked about uh, her timing, Mm -hmm. and I noticed that I noticed that from jump, like her timing with stuff was very off. It was like, you said the right thing, you just didn't say it at the right moment. So, like, even with her confrontation with Stephanie, uh, Stephanie says, oh, she's about to announce who she wants to face at WrestleMania. We need a drum roll. Like, she's totally queuing in, like, we have this moment of build-up. Mm-hmm. And as that moment for build-up is starting, she jumps in and says, you. And it was like, well, we know you said you but like you didn't say you didn't say it at the right moment right the impact it's supposed to be you you (gasps) right yeah like not not while the drum roll is building yeah like even with her contract signing um they they were there was like a there was like this little back and forth with the contract signing that didn't go i could tell it didn't go quite the way they wrote it like it was a little off, and it and it was off on her. Mm-hmm. It was like she was supposed to be uh, kneeling down to sign the contract, and she has the pen in her hand. She's on the paper, but she keeps looking down the table, <laughs> and she stops and like she doesn't sign. It. And then she grabs the mic and is like, "Kurt, do you have something to say?" And it was like that wasn't supposed to go like that. <laughs> that was not supposed to go like you totally. It was totally telegraphed. Like we're not supposed to see that coming. It's supposed to look natural. Mm-hmm. It just didn't look natural. So it was like, yeah, her mic skills as far as the scripting promos and stuff like that need some work. Uh, but Okay, so 
who outside of Paul Heyman can handle that for her? And is there a female in uh, wrestling right now who could be that mouthpiece for her? A female? Um, I really can't say that there is one. Like, I think they're trying to uh, do a little something uh, uh, with uh, the Dana Brooke character because she's really not a draw mm-hmm. in wrestling. So now they flipped her to she's the statistician for uh, Titus O'Neil, which mm-hmm. is kind of like he's kind of irrelevant. Apollo Crews is kind of irrelevant. So, like, they just made this whole little irrelevant crew. And it's like, she, but she doesn't really talk a whole lot. She's like the only female that's really around that's not really wrestling outside of like the journalists that they have on staff. Okay. So, there's like really not a female version of Paul Heyman. But I've been hearing talks of them trying to kind of make her the female Brock and Mm -hmm. put Paul Heyman with her, which. It probably would work because Paul Heyman is a genius on the microphone. <laughs> now, if um, if Kurt Angle was not in the role that he's in as being uh, one of the brand presidents, I could see him being that mouthpiece of both Olympians. Uh, they've already kind of put them together. I could see him doing that for her, but with him being over the brand, although... Oh, can, I, I mean, can that even, can that work? Well, I don't think he could do that since he he's since he's the the uh, the GM for Raw. But I think I think with that, they're trying to kind of give a buffer for her, like like Paul Heyman is for Brock Lesnar. Like Paul Heyman is that nice little gap filler for Brock. He sets everything up for him to do what he does in the ring. I think that they're since they don't, since she doesn't have a manager, per se, mm-hmm. I think that they're trying to create scenarios to put people with her to kind of ease her in, and 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 kind of cover up maybe where they feel like she's lacking because she's new. All right, let me ask this question because I know a lot of this is the four horse women, uh, or a lot of that was talked about, and she created the four horse women in the UFC. Um, have you seen Shayna Baszler uh, wrestle and or uh, do any cut any promos? Uh, no, I have not. Okay, um, I'd probably say the most the females I'm probably uh, most up on right now um, that are new are uh, the uh, the girls on SmackDown, the, the Riot Squad girls, and and. Uh, I call it the female shield because that's what mm-hmm. I kind of they're doing um, on both brands uh, with uh, bringing back Paige and all those other girls that they that they brought over from NXT that they've kind of formed these little uh, factions like those are like the main storylines that they really push and um, there's a I can't think of the uh, wrestler's name right now there's a female wrestler that they're kind of bringing up in that whole thing but you can kind of tell she's kind of like the she made it because they're kind of pulling her along. Like she didn't <clears throat> because there's like really anything there. So, but yeah. Yeah. I, um, I just, I was wondering and, and Shayna, especially because of her relationship with Rhonda, if she's got any level of Mike skills, I could see her 
doing that for her. You know, I don't, and I don't know, and I'm not, obviously this is not my area of expertise, but it seems as if it will come off a bit better if there was a woman speaking on her behalf than a, uh, a man, but who knows? Because I, back in the day, China used to have uh, a manager, didn't she? Uh, well, well, n- not really. China was with uh, Triple H and those guys. Okay, Generation X. That's so right. Yeah, so that, she, she kind of had that buffer around her too. That they kind of because uh, I've never, I've never thought of China as like a really big talker, great on the mic, or anything like that. She was just very physically dominant in the ring. And even more so at that time because the women's division really wasn't. Yeah, there was no. She was like wrestling me. She was wrestling, so she was literally wrestling dudes. Yeah, and she was big enough and strong enough to wrestle guys. So, uh, but Shawn Michaels and Triple H and those guys were so great doing promos on the mic and stuff like that. They really kind of covered for her. They pretty much did all the talking. Okay, and you wanted and you wanted to hear them. So I, that's why I think they're trying to. They they see what they have and. Like I said, so far, uh, uh, her on the mic versus anything, anything remotely physical whatsoever, she's done in our ring so far. What she's done physically has been way better than than anything she's done to now, on the mic. Even the I, I haven't. Night, the, kinda, the, go ahead. She kind of came out like real, like it was like very soft story, emotional. I'm so thankful to be here, and it was kind of like, okay, <laughs> like how long is this gonna last? You know, so yeah, kind of got when you saw the tension building, it's like okay, something's about to happen. I really want to see something pop off. So, and that's what I say. I think the angle for her is like showing her, showing her physical dominance. Mm-hmm. With, you know, all right. But well, here's my thing, even with that. I saw the signing because I think you put it out on uh, one of our channels. Salute to you and yeah. to uh, track stars, sports in general. Make sure you follow us on IG, Twitter. That's right. uh, join the Facebook group, uh, Debate Fuel. Uh, follow us on, or I should say, like the track star sports Facebook page. So now that I'm done plugging all this stuff. Anyway. You put something Trackstar out. Sports? Huh? <laughs> I said, Trackstar Sports? Yeah, we in the field. <laughs> Shameless plug. Um, <laughs> I saw her with the with the slam and the Triple H through the table, and they must have cut that table very well to make sure that it broke, because he about missed the table. <laughs> like, the only thing that hit the table was his legs. So even from the physical standpoint, it's like I don't know. <laughs> you might need to to go back to Orlando for a little while. But even still, Triple H is like I don't know what six three six four. Right. Oh, I mean, it's, it's, plus it's you're doing a, a choke slam. It's not that hard to hit. The, uh, at least I would think it's not that hard to to hit the table, and it's not like. This isn't something that they've been that they, they haven't been practicing, right? Right. You know, for for her to have him that far off of things, I was like, I don't know about this chick, man. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I was I was hoping to. Um, I mean, right now it looks like all we're gonna get is like little bite sized pieces of her, like that, like just moments. Uh, for right now, I was hoping to see her in an actual match 
sometime between now and WrestleMania. But I don't I don't think that's gonna happen. No, they they're gonna save that for the money. Get everybody and, to um to to spend the money. Yeah, just to yeah, just to see her. And I'm like, this is gonna be a long six weeks. <laughs> you know, and then it's like it's you know, then I wanna see it, but then at the same time I'm kinda like but it's Stephanie McMahon. Like she's not even, you know, like back in the day, she was probably one of the top female wrestlers. All right, back at it again. Yes, sir. Uh, uh, part two of uh, I don't even know what to call this. I guess this will be blood, sweat, and tears because we are dealing with the humanity. And the heart of Ronda Rousey. So this would be blood, sweat, and tears for uh, for this one. All right. Well, my question is this. Especially, well, like you said, we have to see her in the ring. If, <laughs> if her miscues are as great as the uh, barely getting Triple H through the table, <laughs> how long do they continue down the Ronda Rousey road? Um, I think she gets a little more time than than uh, maybe, say, somebody who's kind of coming up through the ranks, maybe coming up through NXT or whatever, um, because she's a, cause she's a, she's a big name. She is a draw, so that, that works a lot in her favor. Um, like I said, when you think of somebody who's, who may have been around for a while, but they're not, they're not a draw, like fans aren't looking to see them then you're I've, I've seen some people kind of stick around for a long time but I think um, the difference is Rhonda will have the push behind her mm-hmm. um, like there's a female wrestler uh, Alicia Fox mm-hmm. um, they recently did this little spin on her where they played her as like the crazy chick so she would be in the middle of a match and be getting beat down, and then all of a sudden she would just sporadically break out and start screaming, and it would be like, "Whoa, what's wrong?" Like she would—that was the spin they put on her, and people started liking it. Mm. And she's been around for a long time, but she's never been like one of the top female wrestlers or or popular uh, wrestler at all. Mm-hmm. But she started picking up some momentum, and then as she started picking the momentum, her thing was, "I don't even have a T-shirt." Because everybody's always about merch. So mm-hmm. it's like, oh, Alicia Fox didn't have a t-shirt. All of a sudden, Alicia Fox had a t-shirt. Mm-hmm. So it was like, but that's like the only t-shirt she has. So I think with Rhonda, she'll get she'll get more of the push behind her. I mean, even before she set foot in an event, there were Ronda Rousey's uh merchandise on the site. Okay. So, you know, with the cause um when I first saw it. I was like, man, why all of a sudden are they pushing Roddy Roddy Piper stuff all of a sudden? Because mm-hmm. that's what it looks like at a glance. And then, right. like, oh, wait, this is Ronda Rousey merch. It was like, oh, okay, like she has like a whole page of stuff. So okay. I think she I think she gets a little more push behind her to try to push her over. And I think that's that's something that they kind of do is like if they if they see somebody that they think they can make big, then they put really put that push behind that person and they do everything they can to kind of put that that person in front of everybody even if it seems like everybody doesn't like it it's like we're gonna keep force feeding this to you (laughs) so eventually you get it so (laughs) it's like it's like the radio you may not like the song 
but you, you gonna hear it, it uh, <laughs> three times an hour until you like it. Yeah, basically. <laughs> so I think that's just. I think I think Ronda Rousey, if 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 it's going bad, I think she'll she'll get a push till people hate it, and that will be that'll be the push. That'll be the yeah, that'll be the yeah. push. Everybody hates it, so it's so it's like with the WWE, it just works funny like that, like. You either everybody really likes you and you become you know the face, or everybody hates you and you become the heel and that's your push. And mm-hmm. It's like, but if that works, then that's what they'll that's what they'll push. So I think I think Ronda will have that backing behind her, unlike other people who are kind of just you can tell they're kind of just hanging around. Got you, got you. Uh, is there anything with especially with that being said? Is there anything she can do to mess this up? Uh, just be completely horrible. Like, <laughs> like I said, the the mic skills aren't there yet. So if like that's really bad, that's I mean that's the entertainment side of it is being on the mic and being it. So it's like she can't do that, and that's bad. Then you pile on top of the fact she's bad in the ring, and like that is done. It's just it's just done. Like nobody's gonna wanna nobody's gonna wanna see it. And like I said, they'll they'll push it, but I think. If if it get if it gets that bad and the ship is really sinking, then I think they'll they'll figure out some kind of way to to get rid of her. Because like I said, they're um just like between like now and the end of last year, I've seen a lot of people drop off like flies off the roster, mm. and and those were people that weren't really they weren't really bringing the draw. People weren't looking for them. Got you excited about them, and then it was like all of a sudden it seemed like like over like. A month span, it was like every other week. <laughs> I was seeing a couple names on Instagram. They've been released from the WWE roster. It's like, good grief, what are they doing? <laughs> Got you. So, so as, as like long rid of the, the dead weight. Yeah, as long as she keeps getting talked about, then they'll keep. Yeah, uh, yeah as long as it's, it's mutually um, beneficial, then they'll keep on. So, yeah. I, yeah. Yeah, I'm yeah, not. Like I said, there there were a couple of um. I didn't see them when they actually happened. I saw some replays of them. There were like some like backstage promos they did with her, mm-hmm. where it seemed like they were trying to um kind of build up a little uh, rivalry between her and some of the other female wrestlers. I think it was Charlotte Flair. Mm-hmm. They were kind yeah, of trying to build they were up trying something. to do the whole full horsewoman deal. And yeah. it and it wasn't working. It just wasn't working. And it was like okay. And I was like, I'm glad they stopped doing that because that wasn't. It just didn't flow. And but now that she's come officially over, she's being received very well by the by the crowd. So I think that they see that that drive is behind her as far as the crowd wanting to see her. But now it's all about well, now that she's here and you know the people want to see her, she's got to perform. She's got to she's got to live up to the name. Yeah. Uh, and I think the other thing too is that uh, when I talked about like her needing like a buffer, like somebody to kind of play that middle man for her, I think they're doing that with the whole Rowdy Roddy Piper uh, gear thing. I think that that's just another way of easing her in. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I know she she had the relationship with him and whatnot, and that's how she, you know, she went to him about using that name as her wrestling name or whatever. But I just think that's another way. You see something familiar. And it's like, oh, you're Roddy Piper. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. And, like, she even kind of, you know, appears that way. Like, Roddy Piper, you know, he had the T-shirt, the leather jacket. Leather jacket, yeah, she's, she's doing field. the whole thing. She's yeah. doing that, too. So, it's like, okay, yeah, you're you're giving us something to kind of be familiar with. So, you're not completely brand new. 
We know who you are outside of WWE. You come in with a feel that we're used to or whatever. So now it's just, I think it's just a matter of her performing. If she doesn't perform, I think that's kind of her last straw as far as like if the if this thing starts going downhill is if she just doesn't perform in the ring. But I I, I honestly think she will. Mm-hmm. But I just want to see her against some 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 real competition. But I think that I think right now they're just kind of easing her in. Yeah, as they need to. You know, she just got to have time to build. the The thing that again soured me on her was her personality, her true personality, and she doesn't like to talk to people like I remember uh when they were asking her about her now husband but that then they were just dating she was on a conference call an official conference call about a week or so out from the fight and one of the reporters just doing their job said you know well uh you know you've been rumored to uh be attached to I forget his name Travis Brown she hung up the phone hung up the phone that was it no more conference call it's like man you know so knowing how volatile she can be as far as her personality is concerned uh not that they haven't had head cases before that they've had to deal with behind the scenes but knowing that and being on the mic too yeah i i I, yeah Mm. i don't know because she stopped signing autographs she stopped she you know she just really became uh, antisocial personified, so uh, we'll see what happens. We'll see what happens. I, I think with um, well, with this transition, um, I think because MMA, you know, MMA is like real life. Like they're yeah, scripted. They're really hitting each other. These are real interviews and whatnot. I think with WWE, you know, it's entertainment. So while there could be some stuff going on behind the scenes, when you're in front of those cameras, that's just, a, that's a whole, you know, imaginary world, basically. Yeah. It just it has a physical aspect to it. So I think that, I think that she'll kind of be able to kind of, uh, you know, kind of mask some stuff. Like if she has some stuff like going on personally, when she's in front of those cameras on a Monday night, that's not really coming into play. Um, you know that this is the character Ronda Rousey versus it really being the person Ronda Rousey is how I kind of look at it. So I think that that will kind of help her with that, and they'll be able to kind of take that that volatile attitude because they're they're kind of teasing at it. They they seem like she's she's got a short fuse. Like they're kind of playing in that angle with her. Like you say one wrong thing, and like in a blink of an eye, she's ready to go off. Like that's how they seem to be playing her. So. That that may that actually may work in her favor in in this arena. Hey, Damo. Yeah. Oh, wonderful! It, it stayed this time. Thank you, Jesus. Okay. <laughs> All right. Well, I think that's that's a sign that uh, we need to probably uh, put a bow on it. So, what what are your final words regarding the possible phenomena in WWE that is Rowdy Ronda Rousey? Well, let me tell you something, brother. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I think that um, I think if if all goes well, I think uh, I think Ronda will be big. Um, like I said, it's just the beginning. She's been around, you know, just a couple months basically. Um, <clears throat> so it's just a matter of feeling her out. But I think if this if this is successful, I think she'll be she'll be really big. She'll be a big draw. Like I mean, like 
John Cena, The Rock big wow. WWE. I think she has the potential to do that because she already has the name and the following. Yeah. Around her. She doesn't have to build that up. So she doesn't have to spend 10 years trying to build that up. She has it. Yeah. So she's bringing it. If it can go, then yeah, this, it's going to be big. But if it flops, it'll be a big flop. It'll be huge. Like it'll be historically huge. They'll have documentaries on it. <laughs> <laughs> wow. <laughs> yeah. It'll be that bad. <laughs> All right, man. Well, thanks so much for uh, spending some time with me today talking about. Uh, the 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 woman, the myth, the legend that is Ronda Rousey. And until next time, everybody, you've been in the field with Trackstar Sports, and we out. Right. Hey.